Hey, everybody, it's Father Edward Looney coming at you again with another uh, interview about television and film. Uh, these are interviews that I thoroughly enjoy, and I love being able to watch uh, some of the shows and movies that are coming out. And uh, I'm becoming more and more familiar with the Great American Pure Flix channel and uh, streaming software, I mean. Uh, and so this show we're going to talk about today is actually on that platform. You can watch it, and we'll talk a little bit more about that today. So uh, I'm joined uh, with Dan Merchant today, and he is the Emmy Award-winning television writer, producer, and he's the director of the show on Great American Family Pure Flix, Going Home. And uh, it's a very interesting show. I'm excited to talk to him about it today. So thanks so much, Dan, for joining me. Uh, Father Looney, thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, so going home, actually, I happened upon it by accident the other day when I was on uh, Pure Flix. Uh, in another interview I did, I, I told people that I have an accidental subscription to Pure Flix because uh, what ended up happening was, uh, you know, I wanted to watch a movie that someone I knew was in, and so I did the little free trial. I didn't cancel it, and now I have a year subscription. So uh, that's what I think that's how it's supposed to work. Well done. Yeah. So so I was on the platform because uh, I just interviewed someone uh, from a show called Vindication. Also, uh, three seasons, I believe, on Great American Family Pure Flix. Uh, and so when I was on there watching that show, I saw Going Home. It was like recommended and I thought, oh, you know, I'd like to to read, watch that, you know. And and then a week later, then a, a news release came out uh, about going home and an invitation for me to see season two. Not all of it's released yet. So, uh, yeah, so it was just kind of funny how it all kind of fell, to, fell into place and came together uh, for us to talk today about this show Going Home, which is a show about hospice and uh, about these nurses who are working at an institution. They're walking, journeying with people as they're going home, as they're going home to eternity to, to be with the Lord. So tell me a little bit. You're the writer, creator, director of the show. So where did the inspiration come from? Uh, you know, I, I would say Going Home is a show that um, uh, explores explores the, the the hope and the beauty hidden in uh, the difficult time uh, for many of end of life care and the transition to the next world. Um, the idea just sort of landed in my head one day, probably in the midst of the pandemic, it was probably for a good reason. Uh, and then to develop the show out with my wife, uh, Kara Merchant, who's one of the writers on the show, uh, and then in the writer's room with Kara and Matt Michelados, we really kind of developed the show and did some research to kind of compare our own personal experiences with hospice against uh, the experiences of those who do the work. And uh, we had we had our ideas and our own experiences really affirmed by these very positive, very moving experiences that we had uh, with hospice nurses and uh, and and really had a chance to 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 go deeper into these stories about you know, compassion and connection and forgiveness and reconciliation and kind of all of these things that are natural to this, this end of life uh, journey. Uh, and what we learned from the hospice nurses, just to kind of frame it a little bit, which was interesting is that, that, you know, they don't see death as the opposite of life. So most medical dramas on TV that is, you know, give me 10 cc's of morphine stat. Oh, we've lost the patient. Oh no. 
well, this show is, we're not saving any patients. It's not about that. It's about these things that we can all relate to as we're all going to face death. We've all faced it with loved ones. And it's amazing what a uniter that common human experience is. And really that's the heart of going home is let's explore that difficult, beautiful space um, if we let it. Uh, and certainly the hospice nurses in our show um, show you uh, a lot of things about how to how to deal with the difficulties of losing loved ones. Um, and also, I think that's interesting, you know, in our culture, we're not we're not used to talking about death. We don't want to. We don't like to. And I feel like, you know, what we've discovered in writing the show is one of the reasons is because is that begs the questions about how are we living? Where are we with our relationships? Is our side of the street straight? Are we doing the things that we're supposed to be doing while we're here in this world? And those are really hard questions. <laughs> and yeah, so exactly. if we can ignore the death, if, if we can ignore the death one, maybe we can ignore some of these other things too. And that's the dramatic beauty of a show like Going Home. It's an entertaining TV show, but we get to deal with all of that stuff. And I think that's why it's been such a relatable show and really um people have really connected to those themes of grace and redemption and forgiveness and acknowledging this beautiful mess that we get to live every day. Yeah. And so I'm a priest. So I, I work in ministry. I, I see death a lot. I'm called in when someone is, you know, close to death. So hospice is often calling me or someone needs to be anointed or they want to be prayed with, or they want you to come after someone has died. So, so it is something that I'm very familiar with. And I've seen, you know, I've seen the great value of hospice. Uh, you know, I think in, in society, we kind of don't really understand it. And a lot of times today, a hospice Maybe someone gets put on it for the last three hours of their life, whereas hospice is meant to be for several weeks, for months. Like it's supposed to be this palliative care, um, just helping these people at the end of their life manage pain, comfort, or their comfort measures, et cetera. And, uh, and so sometimes even being on hospice will prolong your life because you're not going into the hospitals as frequently and such. There's this phenomenal book I read one time by Dr. Ira Bayek. It was called The Best Care Possible, talking about hospice care and such. And that was very eye-opening. And I'm sure, as I saw in your show, kind of the different things you bring out, like there was one episode where, for example, the person says, you know, hearing is the last thing to go. Well, that's something we know that people as they're passing, you know, you can give your final goodbye. They'll hear that. And, and there is comfort in order to, to say that farewell and such. And so um, the show does a, a wonderful job, I think, just showing kind of that transition, you know, that moment where, where an individual uh, who is in the hospice in the show going home, that like, here they are, they're active, they're talking. There was one episode where it was a podcast host. Uh, and, and so they're doing a show, they're doing the recording. And then here, here it is a little bit later. And now they're, they're leaving this world. They're, the show is ending, their life is ending and, and their husband finishes the episode and gives a reflection. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's just, um, I think there's a great value in this show. So have you heard from other people, you know, maybe someone out there has a loved one who is in a hospice and maybe they found your show like something that helped them in that process of, of dealing with what they were going through. Have you heard from viewers uh, just about yeah. kind of the interaction of the show in their own life? No, no, that's a strong, we've, we've had a strong response on that very topic of people who, 
found the show helpful um, and and who have gone through it or are looking or kind of maybe standing on the doorstep of it and didn't, as you described, didn't know that much about uh, a hospice. And that was the experience for my wife and I uh, with our with loved ones. We both lost parents, uh, her father, my mother, a little bit young and then um, and then grandparents. Um, we had lots of experience with with hospice with them. And when we got together to work on the show, we just we started comparing notes and we noticed that, wow, how did the hospice nurses always know the right thing to say? And, you know, you think about, well, the reps they have in dealing with this difficult space that we've dealt with a few times, but with years and years and years in between. And, you know, maybe when I lost my grandparents, I was barely 20. So didn't really clock it the way it did when I lost my mom, you know, 20 years later. And so it's very interesting, but those hospice nurses, they have that experience. And as we describe in the show, the, the, the character played by Cynthia Geary named Charlie, the head nurse, um, it's a calling for her. And I feel like the people who end up in hospice care that's a special breed of person. There, it's it's not easy. Not everyone is is cut out for that. And so the people that have that understanding, that nurturing ability, and as we describe and dramatize in going home, the ability to be present. And that's what the hospice nurses that we interviewed when we did our research said. It's like, oh no, being present is the key because when you're being present, it's not about you. You're not thinking about what the next thing you're going to say. You're just there to observe and meet the needs, whatever they might be, uh, of the people in the room. And as as you see demonstrated in the show, uh, in going home, sometimes it's not the person in the bed about to leave the world who needs the hospice care. Yeah. Sometimes it's the family members who are having a hard time letting go. Sometimes it's the family members who, ooh, I'm, 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 no, I, I haven't apologized for a thing I need to apologize for. I haven't confronted an issue that I've put off all these years. And I think that's the other helpful thing we've heard from viewers about is that, oh, I don't have to wait to be on my deathbed to go, I need to take care of this problem in my life. I need to confront this individual. I need to forgive this individual. I need to ask for their forgiveness, whatever it might be. Because we've all got those complicated, messy things. We've all made mistakes. We've all hurt people we care about. What do you do about it? And, you know, there's lots of people we've heard from where, it's, you know, I'm characterizing now, but it's like, oh, I haven't talked to my sister in three years. I can't even remember why we're fighting. This show makes me want to reach out to her because mm -hmm. I don't want to lose these years. I don't want to wait to the end of my life to have that reconciliation. And so those are the kind of conversations that are about life, not about death that a show like Going Home kind of provokes and, and leads the audience towards. And I'm really, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really grateful that the show's entertaining and helpful to an audience. Yeah, you mentioned that this was a calling for, for one of the main nurses in the show uh, who we kind yeah. of follow. And she, you know, trains the younger nurse uh, and you kind of see that. Uh, play out. And so, you know, the, the show, the intro is this lady running. So it's kind of probably running exercise is her way of processing. Cause obviously she needs to, That's good. she needs to see what deal with what she sees with every single day. And, and then, but no, the that's, show, that's yeah. Well, let me, let me come up on the running thing. No, you, you caught that exactly right. You, in the, in the opening title titles that you see every week on the show, uh, Cynthia Geary's character, who, who your audience will recognize from Northern Exposure. She was an Emmy-nominated actor on the big CBS hit Northern Exposure in the 90s, which incidentally is now just available after 30 years on Amazon Prime. 
to give them a plug. So if you knew Cynthia from those days, um, you get to see her in her old show. And now on Going Home, it's her new show is out too. So I love the serendipity of that timing. But yeah, to your point, you see Cynthia running through the city and she's running to work. And then through most of the episodes, you see her get on her running clothes in the locker room and run home. And so that is a process, a transition, a very meditative, very spiritual exercise for her. It's one of the ways she processes and doesn't kind of take on, you know, the the grief. And that's an interesting thing that the that the hospice nurses have specific practices to help because you you would naturally think, I would think, oh wow, it must be hard to be around death every day. Hmm. Well, they have ways to deal with that and you you see at the end of every episode you haven't got to this yet but the end of every episode there's a passages ceremony where the loved one uh, who is passed on is, is is taken out through a chapel um, and the the family members if there are any present uh, will sit for a moment of reflection and the staff members do as well and so that's an actual practice um, that i've seen in hospice uh, care where those who tended to that person while they were here get to say a goodbye or get to acknowledge their passing and it's sort of you know a, 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 a you know you get to close the loop on that and your brain knows what to do your brain doesn't expect to see them the next day because you've said goodbye and they have this prayerful reflection and then that person you know is taken out by the by the mortuary uh, team and I thought wow what a somebody's thought this through, you know, so that way it, it's, it's taken care of the mental, spiritual health, emotional health of the, of the hospice nurses, as well as the family. Yeah. And what I like too, is that, and as these episodes close, so you have her running at the very beginning and in the intro, and then as they close, it's, she's praying and she offers a prayer to God, praying for that family who's grieving. And, and so, you know, there's that faith component and, and, I guess you shouldn't be surprised with a show that's on Pure Flix, Great American Pure Flix, that that would be an element because faith and faith-based uh, shows and films are a priority there. So um, what is the the interplay of faith in this show then uh, that you've written? Well, thanks for that great question. Uh, we consider the show a, a mainstream show. It's a, it's a medical drama. It's an entertainment show and like i joked before it's a medical drama that's not trying to save the patient we're we're into deeper harder things in a way uh, to dramatize um charlie is a character motivated motivated by her faith she is a person of faith not everybody in the show is she is uh and this expression where she sits and talks to the sunset uh is actually uh, uh you know this beautiful expression of of how she communes with god uh that's absolutely you know what that is and uh, my wife, Kara, kind of helped refine this particular element in the show because um, we used to joke about how everybody wants to be Jesus's best friend, but nobody talks to him as if he were their friend. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, in my brain, I've still got all the, all the Monty Python stuff in my brain. Oh, Lord, you're so huge. We know you're so big and impressive. And we're just little peons down. Well, that's not how Charlie talks. Charlie talks like lord wow that was a tough one today thanks for walking with me and that's a that was a beautiful detail that that kara really helped us refine and and she writes many of those those uh, little prayer sequences where i think they're beautiful demonstrations of what an actual relationship with 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 god looks like um and can look like and that's available to us and um 
And I think what's beautiful too about it's it's Cynthia's Cynthia's work in those scenes, you know, it's heartfelt. She's honest. She cops to her mistake. She recognizes and is grateful for things that where she saw God move that day. Um, but it's not done in a preachy way, and it's not done in a way that this is the right way. This is how you have to be. And there's nothing prescriptive about it, which I think is part of what makes the show mainstream, honestly, is that, you know, seven out of 10 people in America have some version of a Judeo-Christian faith. That's a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people can relate to that. And a lot of people struggle with, well, how do I how do I live out this faith in this modern world? I don't, I don't get it. You know, what am I supposed to do this or supposed to do that? And it can be as it's personal and it can be simple and beautiful and potent the way Charlie demonstrates it. And I love, I love those simple depictions because it's an invitation to people to think about, well, if I believe this stuff, how do I want to live it out today? And, uh, and I think that's a, I think that's a thing everybody's, everybody's thinking about. And that's the beauty of a, of an entertainment show. You know, you, you, you approach it, you can approach it from a safe distance and then you can think about, well, how would I have done that? Or I like how she does it compare that against how I pray or don't pray or whatever. So I don't know. I think that's really fun. And I think it's, uh, again, because lots of people, I mean, everybody believes something, you know, whether you choose not to believe or to believe everybody's made it made that decision and gone through that thought process so i feel like going home is a show that respects people uh and that respects that they have belief regardless of what they are and then these things that bring us together of human connection and compassion um can be uplifting and and you know there's grace can be found in these unlikely places that we don't want to look this like end of life this death we don't want to look at that but there's treasure there if we're willing and able We've thrown out that word mainstream a few times. So uh, in terms of being a, a television series and show, uh, what are some of the mainstream shows that you would maybe put this side by side with? You know, it's interesting. Um, I've had, I'll tell you some of the few that, that reviewers have said, oh, this reminds me of, and it reminds, people have said, this is us. Uh, people had said uh, Providence or St. Elsewhere. Uh, going back a few years that are like really creative, really interesting, existential, you know, looks where you're in this, this medical vein. Um, a show called Providence was one that came up, medical drama again. Um, so those are, those are a few that, that this week, you know, uh, people that we've been interviewed by have gone, oh, this kind of reminds me of, and I think what they're, they're touching on are the things that we all have in common are the most important things. And we're telling stories about those things there's really there's nothing more relatable than this death thing that we all have in common because it's coming for us all at some point and so once you can accept oh my gosh we all have that in common then it's pretty easy to go one more step and go yeah we kind of have most everything else in common too any of the fundamental important things and obviously in the in the mainstream there the culture the news cycles all this there's a whole a lot of emphasis on the things that we don't have in common. And I argue that's pretty dishonest because the things that, that we don't have in common are not fundamental. You know, we all love our families. We all, um, we all come from somewhere and we're going to some other place that we don't fully, fully understand. And I, that's why I'm so proud of going home is it's a show about hope. It's a show about human connection. It's a show about, um, 
compassion, and love. And those are things that everybody wants. So there was a season one, and now there's a season two episodes coming out. Uh, what's the difference or what's the development from season one to season two that a viewer might notice? Nice. No, that's a great, great question, Ed. Um, I feel like season two, we in the writer's room were a bit more conscious of uh, really going deeper into the personal lives of the characters. We get out of the Sunset House a little more. We follow uh, uh, Cynthia Geary's character, Charlie, and uh, Cozy Zulzorf's character, Janie, uh, in their personal lives a little bit more. They have romantic interests that emerge and create interesting and fun uh, complications. Uh, Tamara and Scott, uh, who also work on the staff there, their characters uh, also have have little through lines that are that get let us get to know them a little bit better. Uh, I'd say that the show is a little funnier. Um, that we were comfortable leaning into the kind of the the, the humor of uh, uh, the human foibles and the idiosyncrasies we have. And uh, I think it's also maybe paced a little faster. We wanted it to be a little faster, more shorter scenes this year. Um, and I think all those things contribute to and complement you know, the, 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 the heavier, more beautiful scenes where we are dealing with the hardest stuff. And you can kind of sit through every episode and go, oh, here's the payoff of that hard thing or that beautiful thing. And, um, but I feel like, again, it's an entertaining TV show. And I feel like the, the humor and the, you know, the soapy aspects of getting to know the characters a little bit deeper uh, help really complement the, uh, the, the deeper emotional truths that Going Home explores. Do you expect there will be a season three? We we sure hope so. We've uh, we've started kicking around, um, you know, the ideas and things like that. Uh, like you said, we're about halfway through dropping new episodes on Great American Pure Flicks. I think pureflix.com. And um, we're we're really happy with, um, you know, we're getting great support from uh, from the Pure Flix team uh, with with promotion and getting the getting the word out about the show. Um, and, uh, you know, Bill Abbott, who runs Great American Pure Flicks now, uh, came over from Hallmark. So he's a guy who knows how to connect to the things that, you know, we are all in love with. And, uh, you know, it, sort of the Hallmark claim to fame of, of the Christmas movies. Talk about hitting a universal theme. And we feel like going home is, uh, is in that family of things. We feel like tonally it's a little more more mainstream and it's a little a little little more authentic but but what what bill did uh and is doing with great american pure flicks is he's connecting to people he's uh he's giving people what they want and i i feel like a uh, a show like going home with its honest authentic uh um approach that we don't hide from and we don't shy away from these conversations that we need to have in our culture uh that's a great that's a great tribute to great american that they've given us such a featured spot uh, on their platform and uh, and set me up to talk with uh, people like you and uh, Cynthia Geary and Cozy Zulsdorf are out uh, talking about the show too and that's that's really that's really an uh, an honor to the effort that that we've made to create a, a quality show uh, for Great American Pure Flix. What do you say to the person that says I already subscribed to Netflix and Hulu and Max and Paramount Plus and I wanted to watch that playoff game so now I have Peacock like. They're, they're just thinking, this is another streaming platform I'd have to subscribe to. What do you say to them? How do you convince them it's worth it? Well, I I think what's the, the biggest differentiator is that, that there's different kinds of content offered. 
you won't find going home uh, or anything remotely close to it on on Netflix. I mean, you know, how do you beat Netflix for raw entertainment and just sheer volume of of entertainment? Um, and I guess we're we're saying with going home, it's like it's entertainment, but it's edifying entertainment. And I think that would be that would be the argument that it's like if you want something, you know, here's the other thing too. Uh, going home is a you know 12 and up you know show this is a show for the whole family um it, will a 12 year old be bored maybe maybe not but i'll bet you your 12 year old has questions about where grandma went when she passed that are hard to have and this show might help you with those conversations or might just uh, help take some of the stigma or fear of death and that's the beautiful thing with with going home and having these conversations about you know end of life is that it's not a thing to be feared and to understand that it's just part of the journey of life really does help us help me i'll speak for myself help me focus how i'm living my life my the choices i make you know are are, are different now because of how i'm thinking about this the the information that that i that we researched and studied um uh, around going home and I'll, i gotta mention a, a storyline that you probably noticed in season two another thing that's different is uh the grief share meetings that our main characters go to. So Charlie takes a, a main character who lost his wife in season one to grief share in season two. And grief share is a real organization, griefshare.org or .com, .org, I think. Um, and they provide, um, they provide this, beautiful, uh, this beautiful process um, wh where you can move through your grief in a, in a way that's affirming and it's, organized in a way and and it's organized in a simple way as in however you're doing it is okay if you're crying all day today that's okay if you haven't cried in a month that's okay here's the things that you need to think about and kind of work through and to give you a, a weekly group setting as well to hear other people's stories and realize you're not alone and it's a thing people are going through i, I mean you probably have grief groups of some sort uh in in your line of work and this particular organization grief share has really put the time in and thousands and thousands and thousands of folks through the years uh, have been have, have benefited from this and i i did too after my father passed during the filming of going home season one uh, i attended a grief share group and got all the materials and it was really it was really affirming it was a really helpful thing and it was important to me um, to be able to depict in season two of going home here kind of on the architectural level if you will is is another important difference is uh, you know, in hospice, it's a slow train coming. In the grief share groups, it's people who've suffered loss tragically, uh, suddenly through accidents and overdoses and that sort of thing. And that's a different kind of grief because you don't get the chance to, gosh, I should have apologized. I wish I hadn't said this. Boom, they're gone. That's a different that's a different flavor of pain and a different flavor of grief. And that's what grief share can help address so and that was a thing a component to the show that we didn't have in season one that i that i hope is meaningful um and and we've heard it is you know to people um who, who can watch again watch it demonstrated and go oh a grief share group oh that's not a scary thing to go to this could be helpful i'm hurting i'm alone and i miss that loved one so much i don't know what to do with all these feelings and all this pain and grief share kind of helps you 
uh, move through that difficult space and you don't have to do it alone. And that's, again, another really potent thing. It's great drama. It's great, you know, it's, it's great entertainment, but it's also, uh, I think, helpful for people to approach it. Like they've meant to go to a meeting, but they're scared to. Well, now they get to watch a few of them in these episodes and go, oh, I kind of see that. Or, oh, that story kind of relates to, you know, relates to, to my story. And I don't know, I just hope that that's affirming and, and meaningful and, and helpful ultimately. Yeah. Are there any other projects, uh, shows, movies you're working on that we should look out for maybe in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope there's a season three of Going Home. So you'll be sure to hear about that. Uh, I did a show last year called Live and Local that's also on Great American Pure Flicks. Uh, that's a fun uh, it's kind of a very different sort of show. It's a fun behind the scenes look at a morning radio show, a uh, Christian radio station called K-Hug. Uh, and it stars uh, Dave Coulier from Full House. So he's like the curmudgeon morning DJ who's been there forever at this tiny little AM station uh, and uh, or FM station, tiny little FM station. And a, and a great actor named Emily Pendergrast, who's in the Los Angeles comedy troupe, The Groundlings. Uh, you would have seen her on Veep on HBO. Uh, right. She plays his more co-host and they are great together. They're really funny. Uh, it's kind of a... It's almost, uh, we, we worked so hard to make it look like a real radio show that I think some people got confused going, what, what station is this? And it's like, you know, because Dave Coulier is behind a real board talking into the right mics and he has to run the show. So about half the show is live on the air. And then about half the show is behind the scenes when they're playing a record or a commercial is playing. And we had to create all these fake commercials to play in the background, you know, and we had to go, well, who's advertising on local radio anymore well it's going to be martha's yarn shop you know we make up all this stuff the other thing that's fun about live and local uh, which again you can watch on pure flicks uh, after going home is um is we have real guests zoom in to this fake radio show so we have uh, like dallas jenkins the creator of the chosen is that's an actual fun. guest with our fake radio show host and, <laughs> and he's great great interview and Leanne Morgan, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful clean comic uh, who's just outrageously funny from uh, deep in deep in the mountain, the, the Appalachians in Tennessee. Uh, she comes on and is a delight. And so we've got guest stars that pop in for these interviews, just like you would do on a morning radio show. Like I said, fake, uh, fake, fake show, real guests. So there's that on that is that right now. Live and local is on Pure Flix right now. Uh, and I'm developing another show with uh, with Dave Coulier called uh, Dr. Dave. And it's basically sort of Patch Adams meets Doogie Howser. He's a he's a pediatrician, middle aged pediatrician who in his youth was a, a, a doctor on a network TV drama. And that's where he got his love of 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 medicine was pretending to be a teenage prodigy doctor. And then he grows up to become a real one. And it's funny how the 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 tv show doctor situations of his youth inform his uh his real life uh practice uh at the detroit mercy uh hospital so dr dave is another thing that we're working on and uh excited about and uh, he was a super fun guy to work with and so that was really nice we we're able to come up with another idea to do and we may do another season of, of live and local uh as well which was a, a total blast 
Yeah, that that show sounds great. You know, I love radio and I love television. I, you know, I was a co-host on a radio show for for a year or so. Uh, I've done a lot of live television interviews and such. So, so I just love any show that incorporates television and radio. And so that wow. one sounds like a riot, and I look forward to watching that. So, I thank you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Last, last thing I want to say about going home that people might be surprised by um, is. Again, it's 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 really great acting talent taking on these really deep, beautiful human scenes. You know, you made a reference earlier to the the podcaster uh, and her husband. Well, the podcaster is Gloria Rubin, who won Emmys on ER back in the day. So the audience is going to go, "Oh my gosh, Gloria Rubin!" Uh, the guy who plays her husband, George Newbern, uh, you'll recognize from Father of the Bride with Steve Martin back in the day. He's the groom and father of the bride and has been on a million TV shows since. So you get that level of, of veteran talent and actors love to act and they love powerful scenes that reveal the humanity and their life experience. And so, you know, we, we work, you know, Kara and I, particularly and, and Matt uh, who, who writes with us work really hard to to, to get the scripts right and to get them to be realistic and not too over the top and not sentimental and all that. Um, and then to have these level of actors, you know, Cynthia Geary, Cozy Zulsdorf, um, you know, Karen Allen from the Indiana Jones movies plays Charlie's mom in episode six, the season finale of this season. I mean, Karen Allen, uh, Mel Harris from 30 something, you know, that you would recognize and, you know, was Emmy nominated, Golden Globe nominated, you know, through through that show. So these are these are wonderful actors with great experience. And they said yes, because they were interested in portraying this material. And it's you'll be surprised how potent it is. And it just matters so much to have this this great, really high level of talent um carrying out these these difficult scenes and uh it's it's a moving show it's a beautiful show well this is uh going home we've been talking about and i've been talking um i've been talking with dan merchant and so this has been a great conversation i think uh great american pure flicks something some people should subscribe to they can watch this show going home they can watch live and local which i'm gonna look up tonight for sure and uh, thanks so much, uh, Dan, for your time today. No, no, my pleasure. And I loved your anecdote about the uh, the, the accidental free trial. It's like, that's <laughs> what the free trials are for. Go to pureflix.com, try the seven days free, go find Going Home, go watch Live and Local, and uh, you'll just see that that's entertainment that's not offered anyplace else. And that's that's worth the click. Well, very good. Well, thanks so much again. I appreciate you and the good work you're doing. And I'll look for the other shows you talked about to come. Great. Thank you so much, Father Looney. It's great to visit with you. And thanks for having me.